0: Yeah, yeah, welcome. All
1: right. Yes, sir. All right. Hope you all are doing well. This is the Wicked Awesome Podcast. I am your host, Brother Wicked. Some people call me Matt, and either one is fine. I don't get called Brother Wicked in person ever, but that may change. You never know. Uh, I started the podcast, Welcome Father Brian. Started the podcast with my non-copyrighted music, and uh, it's a good thing Stout's not in. Stout doesn't like that music. Hope you're doing well, Father Brian. I was listening to a little bit of uh, last night's show, uh, and I'll have to finish it tomorrow, on The Planet ADHD, which you can hear on Podbean. Uh, you can hear many of his uh, Planet ADHD with Father Brian and Lady Rebecca. They have many published episodes. You can also listen to them uh, a lot of nights, typically Sunday through Thursday at 10 o'clock Eastern Time, nine o'clock uh, Father Brian's time out there in Illinois. Hey, Stinky Dad Glenn, I like Stinky Dad Glenn. He's he's pretty cool. He's uh he's Canadian and uh, uh, yeah and he's my twitter buddy he's my twitter buddy everyone needs a good twitter buddy i'm doing very well stinky dad glenn and i hope you are as well absolutely so thanksgiving is you can hate quebec huh yeah well you know what quebec's an interesting um interesting place quebec what i have found is actually Montreal I like, but uh, Quebec City there seems to be more of uh, the French speakers that really are anti English speakers or almost anti American. Of course, I'm speaking from like way back, and I don't want to get into stereotypes and all that other stuff. I mean, if you want to get into stereotypes with French Canadians, go to Old Orchard Beach, Maine during the summertime, and they all wear speedos. That's a stereotype. You, you can always tell a French guy on old orchard beach because he's wearing a speedo. Yep, Yeah. Hey, Alan, how the heck are you? Alan, my buddy, Alan. Mm-hmm. I just remember the strippers from Montreal. <laughs> oh, Glenn. Oh, Glenn. I'm not even going to comment on that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, Typically, back in the day, that's why a lot of American horny guys went into Canada to go to strip clubs. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's still the case, and now I feel a little uncomfortable having this conversation. I feel a little cheap and dirty, yeah you don't have to people in don't Maine don't go to Quebec for the culture, well, they kind of do they kinda do. I mean, isn't there a winter fest up in Quebec City? I have friends that go up there. I guess they have quite the Winterfest up there. I haven't been to Quebec in years, and uh, the one or two times I've been, I I had a a terrific experience, I will say that. Actually, I haven't been into Canada. Uh, Jeez, I haven't been into Canada, I think, in 13 years, and that's no shit. And the reason why is because of the whole passport thing. I don't have a passport card, and I'm always afraid that they're not going to let me back in to the U.S. And this is where my ex-wife's camp, family camp, is, you know, almost within walking distance to the border. And I still haven't been the New Brunswick border, if you want to go into St. Stephen's, which there's not a heck of a lot there. St. Andrews is kind of nice. A lot of places in New Brunswick are nice, actually. Yep yeah uh beer and strippers make a hockey game only reasons americans go to montreal for the beer and strippers hey i went when i was 18 to because of the beer and i also saw it Expos baseball game in fact i saw two of them and that's uh where I'm gonna leave that. Glenn B aka Stinky Dad Janelle says it's easier to get into the US than it is to get back into Canada. Well, I'll take her word for it. I'll take her word for it. Uh, My buddy Alan used to go into Canada quite a bit with his job. Uh, Yeah, Alan knew, Alan knows quite a bit about Canada. He was a Canadian history major back in college. Uh, We roomed together for a while. We're both history majors. My focus was European history. His focus was Canadian history which is actually kind of cool. I should have been a Canadian history major. I would have more to talk to Stinky Dad Glenn about if I did. So uh, feeling a little bit down, uh, actually quite a bit down, simply I think, simply I believe because it's the holidays. I always feel down around the holidays. So it's been a rough last few days. Uh, There's a sense of being alone when you're not even alone. And then when I hear stories about people actually being alone my heart just freaking melts i've talked to two people in the past few days that are going to be alone for thanksgiving and even even when they tell me that it's okay it's not that big of a deal i'm like damn it nobody should be alone for thanksgiving nobody yeah chicks dig at canadian history i think they yeah i can yeah what was your major in college oh i majored in canadian history you know instead of me saying i majored in uh, european history it's like oh really what are you going to do with that where if you majored in canadian history and you live in maine you know it sounds important it sounds like you go into canada and like do stuff with united states and canadian uh relations because uh uh that explains some of the ridiculous things you said about Canada. Exactly, Glenn. I say a lot of ridiculous things about Canada. Yeah, I do like Canada, though. I do. I've never been to Fredericton or Moncton. I believe Alan. Alan's been to both places a bunch of times and has good stories to tell and has a pr- appreciation for both New Brunswick cities. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm feeling a little bit better. Uh all of a sudden, I was all ready to come in and be, like, all depressed, be like, oh, Thanksgiving, being alone, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God, it's Jill. Hi, Jill. How you doing? Sorry, I didn't mean to hurt anybody's ears by doing that. Jill likes that. Jill's from Idaho. Hi, Big Chief Thunderlong. I love that name. That's, like, the best, like, podcaster, social media name that there is out there. Yeah. Alan Matthew sorry you at the holidays the holidays could be shit for some and the thing is uh, thank you for saying that the thing is it's like on the surface I have no reason to be sad during the holidays I, I really don't I have a place to go I have kids uh, that I adore uh, I'm not really alone it's just the down times especially when you have time off from work it's just even if you're doing something it's like ugh something just feels off. And, and I can't put a finger on it, really, I believe a lot of it has to do with just thinking about the people that have very little, they just have no place to go. And some people will say, well, everyone has a place to go. And I guess that's true. You know, in the time of the pandemic, though, I mean, I can see why people are hesitant to go over to coworkers' workers houses, uh, or you know if their friends are away i mean sometimes it's just you're limited to the places that you can go the uh community uh thanksgiving dinners they don't seem to be happening this year or last year for that matter there used to be a really good one in the town of brooks that hasn't happened in the last uh two years that really truly was a community thing a lot of families went there for their thanksgiving come to our house and eat with some vittles on thursday thanks alan i'm gonna go to Uh, My sister Nan's uh, in the afternoon, so uh, thank you for that. Uh, But it would be good, actually, if I am around. It looks like I have have Friday off from work, and I'm going to spend the whole day with the kids. And then uh, Saturday, uh, pretty much the same, pretty much the same. And it's like, I mean, I feel like I need that time, and I'm never truly alone. Super spreader Thursday. Just kidding. <laughs> could be the low diet vitamin D. It could be. I mean, the days are shorter. And, um, you know, that's going on as well. Uh, but it also makes me think my parents are both away for the holidays. Um, they both are going to be in Florida this year for uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that's the first time that's happened. Uh, actually, no, it happened last year. And it was, of course, last year was just such a... When it came to the holidays we we're all in the same boat it's like but we made the best of it and actually thanksgiving and christmas last year i kind of liked it was small and uh you know we it's everyone just made a point to be uh, cheerful i guess i do remember the day after each the day after thanksgiving and the day after christmas i felt uh, horrible but i knew that i would come out of it the next day which i did i did exactly Exactly. Um, I remember when I lived in Orono back in college and worked at a little store called l and Mackett. Alan remembers that well. Um, I got to stop saying um too. I told this story I remember last year when and Eric co-hosted a show with me around Thanksgiving last year. A guy came in the day after Thanksgiving and I uh, was working in the deli which I didn't really mind working the day after thanksgiving it was a slow day and i asked hey what'd you do and this guy was kind of just a wicked loner and it's like one of my biggest fears is just becoming a wicked loner i don't want to become a wicked loner um how was your thanksgiving and he said hot dogs and pop tarts and to me that is so sad you know i you know a guy Sitting in his apartment on Thanksgiving Day, eating nothing but hot dogs and Pop-Tarts, to me, is just so incredibly sad. Thank you for sharing the live show, Big Chief Thunder. Uh, Yeah, so I always think I just never wanted to be the guy on the holidays that's eating Pop-Tarts and hot dogs. You know, and the guy was kind of creepy, though. I think he I think he got caught later on for making prank calls to women that he had uh, uh, infatuations with that were complete strangers. So he was really creepy in that way. So I wouldn't have invited him over, but <laughs> but I didn't want him to be alone. l Market. Matthew was basically the right hand man of the owner. Yeah, I was. I was actually. Yeah, uh, I still have dreams about that place. I'm thankful for Oh, somebody wrote something in. uh important up there. Big Chief Thunder. Uh, It could be one year that your husband passed and it's Thanksgiving the same day. I'm really sorry, Jill. and I know you mentioned that before. And that has to be hard. That has to be hard. I mean, the thing is with that, words can't even express uh, how much my heart melts when I hear stories like that. And There's nothing I could say to a person that lost somebody on the holidays uh, that would make the situation better. The only thing you can do in that situation is be an ear. Be there for a person if they need to talk about it. Uh, Let's see. What else am I reading? Hold on a second, guys. I'm going through that shitty chat room. Bear with me. I'm thankful for Podbean meeting like-minded people. You know who you are. I, well, you know, hey, I'm thankful for all types of social media platforms uh, when the energy's positive. And for a lot, uh, for the most part, it it is, it is. Uh, yeah, let's see, uh, what else am I missing? Oh, no, really? Lost your... Oh, yeah, yeah. It does suck, Jill, and it's just... It's bad. Uh, You know, I have... I know of a family that lost their 23-year-old daughter. Oh, I guess it was probably four years ago now. On Christmas Eve, she died in a car accident. And well, she had a five-year-old daughter who... Uh, I I mean, just tragic, tragic uh, incident. The young lady lost her mother uh, way too young. Just incredibly sad. And that family's Christmas is just never going to be the same. And it's just those are the stories that just make me really, really blue this time of year. Um, Yeah. And I... I guess I won't say any more about that. Um, Certainly we're grateful for a lot, Uh, family, friends, uh, financial security if we have it, health, Uh, fizzy water. Fizzy water is uh, certainly something to be thankful for. And yeah, yeah. Gosh, good thing I was Debbie Downer. Da- no, you're not a Debbie Downer. I came in being a downer, Jill. I mean, I came in fully prepared to be a downer today. Like, uh, normally I'm upbeat and uh, try to be funny and all that other wonderful stuff. And, you know, like you, see, like you see about what this podcast is about, it's a Thanksgiving show, and I'll talk about the sadness of being alone for the holidays. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's... Uh, Sometimes even if you do have people present you may feel alone because you're depressed about something and you don't know why and you don't know why you can be alone and be around people. Uh, Believe me I've experienced it. I do want to read an article kind of along the same lines and I have personal experience from this and also have worked with many individuals who have needed psychiatric care uh from time to time and this was from the Bangor Daily News yesterday or if uh or some of you flatlanders say the Bangor daily news we love you to pieces patients who need psychiatric care wait days in main emergency rooms and this is nothing new this has been going on for a while and my guess is it's probably going on just about every state in every state people with psychiatric needs in Maine's hospitals have at times taken up half of the emergency room beds in Maine's largest hospital system illustrating a dire need for psychiatric services as hospitals face an unprecedented capacity crunch the problem often referred to as boarding has been a long-standing concern in Maine and the subject of various lawsuits most recently The Maine Supreme Court imposed restrictions on how long a patient can be held in intensive care without a judge's notification after a patient was kept in a Damariscotta emergency room for a month. Can you imagine that? So you go in, you have basically having a nervous breakdown, and you're just sitting in the emergency room for a month, just waiting for a psychiatric bed to open somewhere across the state. And a lot of times these beds can be, you know, three or four hours away. It's it's ridiculous, but the situation has become more dire as the coronavirus pandemic has stressed hospitals capacity and staff like several of the longstanding challenges facing healthcare in Maine. It can be tracked to what service providers say is a long track, long term lack of investment in services and low reimbursement rates. That lack of available service has resulted at times in patients staying multiple days or weeks in an environment health or experts say is detrimental to their health. Yeah, if you're a lot of times this is cots out in the hallway of the emergency room, by the way. Hey Chris Unplugged, welcome. Welcome. Good to see you here. The time frame is not uncommon, hospital said. At Maine Health, the state's largest hospital system, between a third and half of the providers, 219 emergency department beds are holding people with behavioral health needs, said Mark Glass, a spokesperson for Maine Behavioral Healthcare. The average length of stay for those patients is 26 hours, more than five times the average length of a person with a physical injury in the ER. Which is, that's what the ER should be for, is for people with physical injuries that need emergency care, because if they don't get it, uh, there's gonna be complications or death. But some patients have stayed for more than 20 days if placement for them is particularly difficult. The system saw 1,122 behavioral health patients in October, a high point for that year. A quarter of those patients were children. And that's another thing. And if you are a public school teacher, especially in special edu- special education, this is part of your life, because you'll have students in there that uh, are as young as, you know, six, seven years old, that are just sitting in the emergency room waiting for a uh, placement outside of the emergency room. Kelly Barton, the president of the Maine Behavioral Healthcare, said. The emergency department functions as a place where someone in crisis can get, can easily get care. Sometimes parent, patients admit themselves or are brought in by a provider or police. Emergency department employees can stabilize patients and occasionally offer them medication that treats their condition, Barton said, but it is no substitute for the clinical care many need from a psychiatric hospital. My own personal experience with this is from uh, Stinky Dad Glenn, my own personal experience with depression and COVID is if you are too depressed, they can't help you. And if you aren't depressed enough, they won't help you. And that's sad. And that's sad. So and that goes to show that uh, the Canadian healthcare system has a, a similar issue. I'll tell you my own personal experience. I've talked about it here before. Uh, At this point, 2015, so it was a little more than six years ago, when I went in, they put me on a cot out in the hallway, and I remember hearing the physician's assistant talk to my then wife and mother uh, about the reality that I might be sitting in that cot for six or seven days, and... Anyway, I so a crisis worker came in, asked me questions, blah, blah, blah. Finally, they gave me some Ativan uh, to relieve my anxiety, and hopefully I can relax. I mean, I was in the fetal position in tears and just couldn't stop. And they gave me a buttload of Ativan, and I've never taken it since. Enough so that I crashed, and then about one o'clock in the morning, I have two ambulance workers EMTs go hey we're taking you to Lewiston St. Mary's Hospital and I'm like all right so they throw me into the ambulance and I can barely remember the ride there and from Belfast to Lewiston oh Jesus that has to be at least two hours away and I just remember trying to talk to guys once I got there and everyone was going huh what because I thought my words made sense, but apparently I sounded like this. Have you ever seen that uh, scene in Wolf of Wall Street where Jonah Hill and Leonardo DiCaprio are like on drugs and they don't realize they crash the Lamborghini and, and they think they're talking normal? <laughs> uh uh, Father Brian, I'm on it. It is one to be careful with. Yeah. You don't want too much of that, sh- that, that shit. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I remember vaguely like a, a nurse at St. Mary's taking like my vital signs and blah, blah, blah. And then I was thrown into a room uh, and, and I just crashed on the, the thin mattress that they had there that was made out of some plastic material and uh, fell asleep. So over the course of seven days, I was, the seven days I was there, um, that same nurse that I just mentioned that uh, took my vital signs, I walked up to her, I was feeling better, and I said, hey, how you doing, I'm Matt. And she's like, oh, yeah, I knew you wouldn't remember me. And she said she was appalled at the amount of Ativan they gave me. And she's like, yeah, there's no way you'd remember me because they gave you a buttload of uh, of ativan let me go back to the chitty chat room so anyway that's my experience with it so they will you know, drug you up in the emergency room to basically stabilize you make you make it so you don't ask uh, for the tv remote or uh, order off the hospital cafeteria menu too many times yep going mr mr it's time, for my, it's time for my hourly cheeseburger <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Okay, what are we doing? Okay, so I read that. They're going down a little bit. Da, 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 da. Good active chitty chat room tonight. I like an active chitty chat room. Addiction and mental health go hand in hand a lot. And COVID just exasperated the issue on both ends. The system wasn't prepared to handle 25% of the population uh want or need help. Yes. And you're absolutely right, Glenn. And now you have people leaving in droves and you don't have they're just burned out. Healthcare workers are completely burned out. i I know of several here that have just left. And then I and this is just in Maine, uh where we don't have anybody, I mean, we don't have people don't live in Maine. We have Susan Collins and two moose. That's it that's it so um if they're getting stressed out and burned out imagine the way it is in the rest of the country i just read an atlantic article about this woman who a year ago a little more than a year ago uh she was in a hospital uh, rn in a hospital and she was giving a hand pump to a person that had covid uh, this person's lungs were so bad that the ventilator was too powerful. It would have blown their lungs apart. So she had to, every 40 seconds, squeeze this uh, manual ventilator. This person that got COVID went to a Thanksgiving party when we were all told last year to avoid large gatherings. And this person ignored the advice of experts, as many people do. And this is where what happened to her so imagine that poor rn you know wanting to save this person's life standing there every 40 seconds just squeezing this ball so this individual can get air then after the person dies the family had the audacity to sue the hospital claiming that the hospital didn't do enough now, think about the RN in that situation. That's too much stress. That's too much. That's just too much to put on an individual. And my heart goes out to you all, RNs, healthcare staff, that have to deal with that kind of stuff. That's just too bad, and it shouldn't happen. Everything is understaffed, always has been, always well in the medical field. You're absolutely right. Chris Unplugged, this isn't a new problem. It's just been exasperated, as someone said, because of everything that's going on. Yep. Let's see. I'm going up. I got Jill laughing. I like it when Jill laughs and she says she can't stop laughing. I like that. I like people from Idaho. I think people from Idaho just like to laugh. They're they're easy to make laugh. Uh, yeah. So if I can make people laugh, I, I like you and I like the part of the country that you live in. Or I like in, Glenn, in uh, Sticky Dad Glenn's case, I just simply like the country you live in. Next med, this is from Big Chief Thunderlog. Next med they wanted to try on me was lithium, so I decided to quit all my meds and learn to get to know myself. I shouldn't have quit cold turkey; that alone almost killed me. Yeah, I can imagine lithium's pretty powerful stuff. Exactly. All oh, the hats off to you, my friend. I'm still haunted by things I wish my head could unseen. My eyes have. Uh, that's Chris unplugged. I'm still haunted by things. I wish my head could un. I I wish my head could unsee that my eyes have Yeah. Yeah. Did you work in the healthcare field? If you don't mind my asking, I always laugh says Jill. That's a wonderful thing. Good. Good. Uh, father Brian, I think having to have six or eight years of college, this is from my buddy, Alan i think uh, having to have six to eight years of college being the qualifier for being able to to counsel someone is absurd as if listening and support a human empathy can only be learned with a master's degree pathetic there is something to be said for that and i tend to agree Um, i do think there's some incentives in the mental health uh, field where you should continue your education much like there is in uh, in regular education where teachers are encouraged In fact, sometimes it's in their contract. They have to get a master's within 10 years. Uh, Probably the same thing could be said about uh, therapists and counselors and social workers. To to become a licensed social worker is, yeah, you have to do a ridiculous amount of work. And uh, then there's all kinds of legal things when it gets into insurance and dealing with uh, whatever, Medicare, Medicaid, blah, 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 that type of thing. And there's such a need for it. There's such a need for it. Uh, you know, telehealth is now becoming popular, but even with that, it, it's I mean, the demand is still there and telehealth doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. Been a patient a lot. Oh, been a patient a lot. I see, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. It's only three years to counsel people for twenty thousand a year. This isn't. This must be in Canada. You got to be a doctor to make the big bucks, too. Yeah, yeah. See, I just come on. I, I mean, all you or what you could do is just start a podcast uh, and just kind of listen to people and their issues and go from there. I mean, I'll say this: I've had a s- series of. Uh, therapists over the years, I had one in college, he was a university guy. And he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. I, I saw him. Yeah, I saw him on a pretty regular basis. And when you're in college, or at least back then, you didn't have to pay for that. So that was kind of cool. And he had openings. He had openings like you know, only I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to be a, a you know, a, a college clinical social worker now. It's like, holy cow. I mean, it's i mean everyone it's just i guess it's just hard living in the world that we live in and you can point fingers in every direction about what the root cause of it is but it's just difficult to live in the world that we live in i at one point i didn't have insurance and uh, needed some mental health care this is in my 20s and Luckily, where I lived at the time, there was a pretty decent community system for people without insurance, and that did help. That did help. But ultimately, it was me getting insurance and getting on a regimen that worked for me uh, with therapy, a little bit of medication, that type of thing. And then I found a really good therapist, uh, but you could only see me for so many sessions because then my insurance ran out. And then really, it took years, probably 20 years after that, before I had another good therapist who I saw for two years before uh, the pandemic. And now I podcast. Uh, My therapy, my talk therapy is podcasting. Uh, And luckily, it helps. It helps. Oddly, if you substitute Podbean for NBC, it's just a regular show. It says Stinky Dag in the business world. The correlation between education level and success is basically negligible. So lots of folks are disqualified from helping their fellow human being because they didn't spend six or eight years of their life in college. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to I. I see the point there. I see the point there. Um, I do see some value in the education that you receive in that time, but is it too much i mean we do have there are accelerated programs now where people can get their doctorates or pas in six years and that's good but however those are limited and highly exclusive Uh, for example uh, boston university has a program that is accelerated you can get your doctorate in six years in the medical field and this includes specialists as well but The problem is they only accept 25 students, which is ridiculous, ridiculous. I mean, it shouldn't be that exclusive. And guess what? Um, If you apply for one of those 25 slots and don't get in, you cannot reapply to Boston University for any other program, even if it's undeclared four-year college degree, which is absurd. I mean, if you want to talk about education and the absurdities of certain requirements, you know, that's a week-long podcast right there. Um, But there is something to be said, kind of alluding to what Alan is saying is, is just general work experience in the field. I worked in the food service industry for quite a while. And one thing I noticed in restaurants is I had more skill than a lot of guys that were coming out of culinary school because they didn't have the field experience. I didn't go to culinary school, but I had the field experience, uh, and therefore uh, I was a better fit in a lot of situations. And that's not to knock people that go to culinary school, because many people that go through culinary school become chefs, do have the field experience, and they work their asses off, and many examples of that. And going back to the article, what we need what we end up seeing is patients end up staying with us over a longer lengths of times. They tend to deteriorate, says Kelly Barton, who I mentioned before. So the issues they came in with might get exasperated as they sit longer and longer. So basically, you go to the emergency room because you're, uh, you know, feeling like suicidal. And. You're gonna sit in a hallway on a cot for days, if not weeks, and obviously that's not gonna make the situation any better. People need care, you know, pretty much immediately. And that's not the way to do it. Um let me go back to the chitty chat room. Chitty chat room, chitty chat room. Get better buys in the chitty chat room. Isn't it funny how like commercials from your childhood stay in your head? There was a local commercial of this furniture place in Glenburn, Maine that Alan will remember. And the commercials were all over local TV. It's called the Better Buy Barn. And I remember the jingle. I mean, the Say, closed like 35 years ago, if not longer. And I still remember the jingle. Better buy ban, better buy ban, get better buys at the better buy ban. Yeah, so I was just singing that with uh, different words. OK, jeez, Mike, ch- I have a hard time going back to the chitty chat room on my computer. Here we go. Hey, Glenn uh, Glenn and Alan is it's a requirement to get in costs. that's the main issue in Canada for education. You need an average of 90 percent. I don't know of too many 90 percent average that are good teachers. Ellen. How about a two year program that compresses key learning and credits, actual real life skills, that equal number of masters and doctors don't have? Yeah, you know, something to be said for that. I mean, there's a lot of apprenticeships in the construction field, especially, like uh, in Maine, it's Bath Ironworks, that they will pay workers they'll pay you a really good hourly wage right out of high school. And part of your work day is actually sitting in a classroom learning the trade as well. So you get the combination of field experience and the classroom experience. And then uh, after a while, you come out with an associate's degree and a really freaking good job and a trade to learn. So why don't they do that same type of thing in the medical field? Heck, you could do that in the education field, too, And to a degree they do in the education field, because a lot of people will go in as teacher aides. And then the school district will pay for courses so they can get it. But but the problem is there, a lot of the teacher's aides already have college degrees. Uh, So, And I ran into that because my degree was in history. And when I decided I wanted to become a teacher, it took me years uh, to take classes one or two at a time because that's all the school district would pay for and all I could afford. And uh, finally, I was able to do it. Um, But it took a long time. And a lot of people will say, well, that was your choice. But, I mean, come on. At 18 years old, you know, you're gonna, and you're going to college. Are you gonna? Is it possible that you might change your mind about what you want to do in life? And I mean, of course it is. How many 18 year old, know, 18 or even 19 or 20 year olds know what they want to do in their life? Hell, I'm 50 years old. I still don't know what the hell I want to do. I want to podcast and teach Zumba. That's what I want to do, and play guitar every once in a while uh let's see an intern produce a bunch of crappy teachers and wonder why the kids aren't learning well and a lot of that is too is just the structures that are are in place in the public school systems i mean i'm no longer in the public school system and i have said it many times before i was long an advocate for them and then towards the end I'm like, wow, this just does not work. In fact, this is just a joke. And I am actually I'm not amazed, but there are so many people leaving the education field that are my age right now, some even younger that have been doing it for many, many years. They're just done. They leave, you know, Uh, they're willing to do something else, even if it means job retraining. I mean, it's like at 50 years old, I really don't want to go out and retrain myself to do something different. But I. Yeah, and I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I don't know much about CRISPR med. What the heck? I don't know much about CRISPR med beds, but there should be one in every city in town if they are real have you ever heard of this technology i haven't CRISPR med beds what are crisper med beds hey lady me how the heck are you good to see you here yes sir so. and thank you for the gift of the clap oh that just sounded wrong that just sounded wrong lady me gave me the clap <laughs> just kidding lady me thank you for the gift of a cl- <laughs> thank you for the gift of the clap <laughs> oh, i'm sorry that's just too funny i'm getting the kick out of myself aren't i yes uh right on matthew all right my brother-in-law is a teacher for the holidays your brother-in-law is a teacher for the holidays so he teaches during the holidays is that when uh, i thought schools were closed in the holidays he doesn't care one bit about his kids it's vacation time Granted, we pay our teachers really good as well, which makes us better. Do, they, do, do Canadian teachers get paid well? I mean, honestly, I don't know much about the Canadian uh, education system. I heard that the universities are actually cheap for Americans to go to, in a lot of cases cheaper for Americans to go to than American schools. I have heard that. is gene editing and med beds are something different, I guess. That's from Big Chief Thunderlong. Compared to the cost of living, yes, yeah, yeah, and I don't, yeah, yeah. I can never figure out gas prices in Canada when I'm there. I remember that it's like you pay by the liter. Uh, I remember paying. I think that's how they. You go to a gas station, they don't give gallon prices, don't they give like liter uh, gas prices? So then I have to do the metric conversion in my head, and of course I get that. You you multiply by four, but that's that's too much. That's too much for me to do, Glenn. I, I can't do that. I can't do that, That, that's hard. Then I gotta think about the Canadian currency and how that compares to American currency. I mean, you know, how come it can't just be, uh, okay. So you multiply by four, okay. You multiply four, so a liter pretty much equals a quart. uh, If you wanna go by uh, the non-metric system which we have in America. Do you remember being taught in school, Alan, how like the metric system was gonna take over because all the rest of the world was gonna be on the metric system except the United States. And that's why our Mrs. Mitchells in eighth grade said we had to learn the metric system. Do you remember that? So here it is, however many years later, we're still not on the metric system and I'm fine. I'm fine, you know? It's like the world hasn't caved in because we haven't learned the metric system. The worst is I gotta go to. The worst is when I go to Canada, I gotta multiply the price by four. Uh, good thing I have a phone that has a calculator on it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> America, America. That's right. That's right. We pay. We we pay by the gallon. America. Yes, we do. Yep. Yeah. We sell a steak by the ounce. Still, we do that here. Actually. Actually, I mean, it's like if you go to a restaurant, you get like a 12 ounce, you can get a a choice between like a 12 ounce steak, a 16 ounce steak or a 20 ounce. Sir. Uh, we still have that. We still have that. Yeah. Yeah. I went on my honeymoon to Prince Edward Island. I really liked that. I, I, I really noticed that I was, I mean, it felt like I was in a legitimate foreign country, you know, and it's just like a, it's it, it, that was kind of cool. I like people with their funny Canadian accents. Uh, I liked all the red sand beaches on Prince Edward Island, and um, and people were incredibly friendly. Pe- Canadians are just really friendly people. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay if Maine becomes part of Canada. We already essentially are anyway. Eric will say, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that because of the guns. the uh, The gun laws in Canada are stricter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be okay. I mean, I'd be okay. I'd, you know, but at the, at the same time, hearing Glenn talk about the health care system, I mean, yes, you guys have the health insurance thing uh, pretty much under control with your single payer system. But if uh, I do know that over the years, rural Canada has had the same issues as rural America as far as just the lack of doctors, uh, long wait times for appointments, that type of thing. Can- I mean, access to health care in uh, rural parts of both countries has been an ongoing issue. Mmm, steak. I like steak. Yes, sir. But buy it by the kilogram and waste thirty seconds, uh, mathing how many pounds it is. Oh, geez. I hope you don't sell steak by the kilogram in Canada. Oh, god. We also won't kill you for killing people, so that's a bonus. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's right. You guys don't have the death penalty, do you? Yeah. We really, it's going away in this country. Most people are not, and this is true. Most people are not for the death penalty in this country anymore. I, I am one. I am a liberal pansy. I am not for the death penalty in any circumstance. None, none, none. None none none. Same shit, different place. America and Canada are a lot alike in many regards, yes sir. Where's my where's the rounding third tonight anyway? Where's rounding third? Rounding third's not here. It's an active room without him, which is great, but where the hell is he? Where the hell is he? Hopefully he's doing okay. Hopefully he's not down in the dumps. Yeah. You know, maybe I should text him or something. Hey, around and third, you down in the dumps? Trimming his flat top. There you go, Alan. He's trimming his flat top. Yes, sir. He probably just got back from the gym, looked at his flat top, said, geez, I'm starting to look like Kid at Rock, uh, Kid and Rock there, them them movies with that high ass, so I better flatten out that flat top yes, sir." Yes, sir. So. Yeah. Um, okay, hold on a second. Uh, da, 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 da. Not only are emergency room employees not equipped to provide psychiatric care, the government itself is a problem. Ooh, wow. No, no, I didn't say the government. Let me reread that. Why did I say government? That's not even close to that. The government itself is a problem. The Bangor Daily News wouldn't write that. Here we go. Not only are Most emergency department employees not equipped to provide psychiatric care, the environment itself is a problem. Emergency rooms are hectic places to begin with and are even more so these days as hospitals struggle with workforce shortages and elevated COVID-19 cases. Maine set four records for COVID-19 hospitalizations within the last week. We set another record today. Uh, COVID is all over the place in Maine. I mean, granted we've done better than most states. during this whole time period, but we do have elevated levels of COVID and it's uh, kind of plateaued and stayed there for a while, and the hospitalizations keep going up. It has had some hospitals, such as Main Health and Rumford Hospital, to treat patients in hallways. Many hospitals have temporarily suspended non emergency procedures. In perhaps the starkest example, Lewiston Central Maine Medical Center had to close its intensive pediatric unit and suspend trauma admissions. Wow. That's crazy. The demand for psychiatric care has spurred Northern Light Acadia Hospital in Bangor, one of the Maine's two private psychiatric hospitals, to expand its hundred bed facility. So it has exclusively single rooms. The hospital typically can only accommodate about 60 patients at a time, despite having a hundred beds, because so many patients can't be treated in rooms with another patient. Then that's another problem. So if you, because of HIPAA, uh, privacy laws around medical records and what is ailing you, you have to be in single rooms a lot of time, which is kind of too bad. They should kind of loosen that up or, rule a little bit maybe put headphones on the roommate and blast like Metallica or something that way they can't hear about uh the other patients you know hemorrhoids or something you know Uh, personally I don't care if uh uh personally I don't care if the the my roommate patient and when I'm in the hospital knows if I have hemorrhoids or the clap or uh or that I'm just uh, batshit insane. He can he know it all, I don't care. Or maybe you'd find out that uh, uh, I was gonna say something dirty, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Hey, Round and Third, I was just talking about you. Your ears must have been itching, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, exactly, all right. Uh, I guess the base main general, actually, let, let me go back to the chitty chat room because I think I'm missing something some potty mouth going in the chitty chat room that's probably pulling a semi that broke down that's right stinky dad glenn he can pull plane he can also pull a semi f that tow truck rounding's got it that's right that's right hey hey, hey here he comes Guess he wasn't man towing a semi, not today, but I bet he was earlier. Alan Bob seems like a slightly younger John Testa. Alan, ooh, yeah, rounding third, likes like looks like a slightly younger John Tester. I mean, rounding third, yeah, it's okay. Sometimes his name does slip out. Yeah, yeah, that's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's uh 298 people out of 1.5 million. Stop the fake news. Laugh (laughs) out loud. Hey, I just said that. Um, I just said that we've done better than the rest of the state. But 298 people in the hospital with COVID is a record high for Maine. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, we have done we have fared better than most states. Uh, we are fortunate there. But like most of the country, it's rural Maine right now. That it, it's rural America that is really driving new cases. Uh, are you stuck in the hospital by yourself? Download Paul Bean and listen to the Wicked Awesome Podcast. The podcast of hemorrhoid <laughs> sufferers since last week. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Stinky dad, Glenn. That's just it. Yeah, I don't care if people know what's going on with me while I'm in the hospital. You know, I I really don't care. You know, it's just like, and we're so concerned about confidentiality and all that other stuff. If you're in the hospital and you overhear something, it's just like, well, you know, it's not like the person's telling you directly. You know, it's just like, I mean, short of like telling me that I'm going to die in 30 minutes or whatever. You know, I don't, you know, it's just like. Tell me my pecker is going to fall off. I don't care who hears about that. You know, Uh, make it so if it falls off, it can be put back on again. And if uh, my roommate hears that, eh, so be it. I might get some empathy from that person. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. The news keeps pumping. Mills wants more. Whoops. Oh, geez. Active show here. I just missed something. The news keeps pumping it. Mills wants more Biden money. You oh, know, Jesus rounding third. Yeah, I didn't like hearing about your yeast infection or false pregnancy. That was a bit much. Well, if I had a false pregnancy or a yeast infection, I wouldn't care who knew. Didn't Bezos dump millions into the media? Whoever received that money, don't listen. I don't know. Did Bezos do that? It says that was from a big chief thunder and. I, too, suffer from hemorrhoids. I do, too, Father Brian, and I am proud to admit it. Yeah, exactly. They have treatments for that kind of stuff. I mean, I mean, at a certain age, you just have them. Exactly. You know, that's what they have Preparation H for and Vicks Vaporub, uh, which we talked about that. On an earlier episode, Vicks Vaporub uh, cures pretty much anything. It does. It does. Yep. Yeah. Uh, where am I here? I love Vicks. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, lady me. Yeah, it's a brotherhood of booty discomfort, says Father Brian. Look at an awesome podcast now sponsored by Hemorrhoid Cream. Well, I'd rather sponsor Vicks Vapor Rub. Even the Hannaford Bar, your store generic brand. I say Hannaford because that's our local grocery store. Has, uh has uh, good stuff. It works just as well. Itchy Bum, Matt's next band name. Yes, no one ever like the idea of naming a band itchy bum. I always wanted to be in a band called itchy bum. But it's a bucket list thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, if I spawn, I'd sponsor hemorrhoid cream, I have no problem with that. I'd sponsor that uh, any type of fizzy water I'd sponsor. Uh, yeah, I mean, there are some things that as long as they work, I mean, I'm a man of my word. I have to be I'm honest to a fault if I like the product, I'll I'll advertise the shit out of it. And you don't even have to pay me much, really. Give me like a gimme like a year's tub's worth of VIX Vapor Rub or generic vapor rub. I don't care. Give me a year's worth of fizzy water. Now that'd be something. And I drink a lot of fizzy water. So that would be good. I'd totally do that. I mean, even Dollar Tree is on podcast sponsorships which shocked me. Are they really? I just find out that Dollar Tree now isn't selling things for a dollar anymore. They're the last dollar store to actually only sell things for a dollar. But now because of inflation, uh, they're gonna they have to raise uh prices. Thanks, Joe Biden. On that one, right, rounding third. <laughs> I haven't had a political show on here for a while. I should do one of those again sometime. Yeah, but I'm gonna wait for. I thought you wanted sticky fingers for stinky fingers for a band name. I'd do that. I'd do stinky fingers for a band name. Yep, I would. I would. Father Brian, you can use it for your bags under your eyes. I think that would be harsh. If you put Vicks under the, for the bags under your eyes, that would be bad. That would be. I mean, you'd be tearing up like crazy. You got to keep it away from your mucus membranes uh, I, I I think I mean obviously you got to get it close enough so if your nose is all clogged up you got to get it you got to get a whiff of it to, uh but you don't want to like shove it directly up your nose either cuz that's not good uh but yeah I think if I, I don't know man I, uh if you want to try it for the bags underneath your eyes you can do that I suffer from that too I have bags underneath my eyes I actually and there's not much I can do about it. Typically if I take some Claritin or if I get a good night's sleep, it does help, but it's uh the uh it's the one thing that makes me look like I'm actually the age that I am is the is the uh bags under my eyes. But that'd be a good name for a band, Bags under my eyes. Or bags under the eyes or something. Yep. Uh hold on a second. Active chitty chat room, I'm missing things. The Chitty Chat Room, Chitty Chat Room. Get better buys in the Chitty Chat Room. Okay. Dank. Who's rounding third? Who, uh, rounding third. Who are you calling a dank? You calling me a dank again? I don't stay for political shows, says Stinky Glad. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of picked up on that. Though Eric and I, when we have political shows, we do pretty well. He's, uh, he's a conservative, and we actually do really, really well. Um we agree on actually what is the purpose of it is to show where we actually agree. And uh, on most things, we actually do agree. Wait, your band name should be just the tip. Then place a tip jar on the stage. I like that idea Father Brian. Just the tip. And then you place. I like that. Jeez, uh, Preparation eight, you dumbass. Yes. Yes. He, yeah, you can put that underneath your eyes. That actually, I have heard a hemorrhoid cream actually working uh, uh, four bags under your eyes, though I've never tried it. Uh, Lady Migos at Rounding Third. Baby, I'm home. Had that since you were 18, Matthew. Yeah, the bags under my eyes. I have. I have, actually. Yeah, it's kind of my Eeyore look. No, I have. Oh, my goodness. That's horrible, Rounding Third. Okay, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it because it's been said on this show before. How about Swollen Taint in the Testicles? That's a better name. That That's certainly are a memorable name, but I don't think my high school librarian would like that name very much if I played in the Varney building uh, and that was on the drum, and if that was on the bass drum uh, for a title. Red Peter and the Fuzzy Grapes. That actually is pretty good. That's a good band name, Alan. I like that. Just the tea. Presented by Preparation Age. There you go. <laughs> exactly. I actually had an idea. Uh, um, I was thinking, Father. I was listening to Planet ADHD, and Father Brian was mentioning how he uh, uh, conducted a wedding ceremony and is going to do more of those as time goes on. And it sounds like he's done a few anyway. But I had the idea as I was listening to that that I play in a band. We played in a wedding. Uh, wedding reception last summer and we've played uh, uh, we're supposed to play another one that, go, that got postponed to the summer of 2022 anywho I thought wouldn't it be cool if part of our band package was I could become a justice of the peace I could perform the ser- conduct the ceremony and then I would jam out on stage afterwards with the band I think that'd be kind of cool And then we could have like a a guy I work with has his own food truck and he caters weddings and he could be part of the package too. So I could have like this whole binder, this portfolio of, yeah, this is the band you hire, but we also uh, offer the wedding service and we have a caterer too and just charge a flat rate. And I thought, you know, that's like a genius idea. I bet people would actually take advantage of that. Yeah. If you do all these, you could be sponsored by Preparation H Viagra Claritin, the band name that suffers with you. Yeah. I actually thought a, a a good name for a band for a bunch of guys my age, maybe older, would be Frequent Urination. That would be a good name. That'd be a good name. I can drink says rounding third. All in. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm telling you, man. I think that would work. Hey, I'm starting to feel better. I'm glad I'm doing this show. Um, All right. I guess I'm done reading the Bangor Daily News article, but you get the idea. It's just like if uh, psychiatric care in this state and probably nationwide and probably even in Canada uh, just needs to improve, uh, most definitely. Uh, What do we got here? Thank you for sharing the uh, podcast. There, yeah, let's see. Um, oh, nice! Uh, Alan just shared a picture with me, and it looks like he's at a costume party. He's dressed up like a priest. That's a good look for you, Alan. Holy cow! I wish I could share that here. It's like that's a really good outfit, man. You'd make a great priest. It's like I like that. I mean, I'd like if Alan. I mean, Alan should do like an exorcism. So if like. Uh, somebody has like uh, the devil coming out of their throat and their eyes are all turning red and they're saying like, you know, go bleep your your grandmother or something, whatever. And Alan would come in with his, he'd be holding his drink and he'd be showing up in his priest outfit with holy water in the other hand going, Satan, get the hell out of there. Get out. God damn you. Throwing that holy water right on him. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you actually you already do that, Alan? No warning does that? The band Alan's in? You actually perform wedding ceremonies? I didn't know that. Oh, I get to spank the bride as part of my contract. I think he's playing with me. <laughs> Put that in the binder too. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's our <a> freaking riot. <laughs> last band name little stiffy in the nocturnal emissions that is a good band name right there that could be like a rockabilly kind of like surfer type band name um yeah oh by the way speaking of which if you want to like listen to something really good on spotify type in uh music the cramps taught us if you're not familiar with the band the cramps uh listen to the cramps the cramps are awesome But if you type in uh, the music that the Cramps taught us, you get into a lot of old rockabilly tunes and uh, that are just freaking kick ass. And I love the guitar on it. It's like this Telecaster, just surf guitar, just really cool vocals, just fun type freaking music. It's just like, damn, they don't make music like that anymore. Love it. Um, Speaking of which, I wanted to talk about music a little bit and just how powerful it is little stiffy performing for round and third nickname says, uh, Alan, uh, yeah, the, the show that Chris Eric and I did the other night, uh, the Peter Gabriel one, I won't talk too much about it because I mean, I realized that maybe that album's not everyone's thing, but one thing it did for me is if you listen to the stories that were told, it just made me what made that music, what made the music on that album made me curious about other things. Like, uh, he one of his songs, Mercy Street, is based on an Ann Sexton poem. Come to find out, Anne Sexton was batshit insane, and there's a really good biography on her that I just bought for like four bucks. Uh, used and the Dr. Milgram's experience uh, experiment, uh, which was another uh, base uh, where he based another song off uh, on that album off from is also a really interesting experiment, experiment and i'm not going to go into the details of that because that was a different show but it's just like all the stories behind that music just made me more curious and look into things deeper and that's well that's one of the that's one of the things what what inspires uh musicians to make the music that they do it's just it enhances my curiosity and i feel like it makes me learn more and just makes me somehow a better human being but I watched the movie King Richard on HBO a couple nights ago. Will Smith did an excellent job playing Richard Williams, the father of uh, Venus and Serena. And I won't get into the movie itself, but there was a cover version of that song and I don't know who was singing it, of I Shall Be Released. If you're not familiar with the song I Shall Be Released, it was written by Bob Dylan, performed by the band on Music from the Big Pink and holy shit is that a good song. I mean, it's like gospel in its field and it's just like man it's just like uh. it's just good it's just really really good and it's i'm so glad that i am at the point in my life where i can still be moved by music Uh and that's just never change. in fact it just gets more uh more uh what's the word i want to use profound as i get older that's the word i'm going to use okay uh, my sperm tells me that sometimes I shall be released Q nocturnal emission. <laughs> nocturnal emission. <laughs> that is a great, great <laughs> bad name. I'm, that might be the best one I've heard for a long time. Because <laughs> that could mean, that could mean so many different things when you think about it. But the most obvious one comes to mind as uh, G- a stinky dad. Glenn just alluded to. Um, all right. I'm going to uh, cut this. I'm going to end here in a few minutes. But um, one thing about people feeling down in the dumps during the holidays or just in general, is just always look for the people in your life that just somehow make the day a little bit brighter. And. There are some people that just have that presence. And I think of a guy I work with. I'll call him Dave. He's the maintenance guy at work. Every time I see him, he's as friendly and as upbeat as can be and always laughs. And it's genuine. He's just steady, always just in a pleasant mood. So at work, even on the most stressful days, when you see Dave, he somehow just makes the day a little bit better. So if you're feeling down look look for people like that i mean alan has that quality as well it's just like you know when you there's just certain people that when you see them you just instantly feel better because they're just they just have that type of uh energy uh thank you nocturnal Emissions, for entering the live studio and welcome uh but and i do really wish you guys all the best holiday i appreciate what you guys are willing to share about your own personal lives and uh, the struggles that you've went through. I certainly appreciate the continued and the consistent support and individuals that are in this live show. It means more than, you know, and I wish you all a great Thanksgiving Uh, on Saturday. I'm hoping to buy some new records. So I may do a, Uh, a music show, but we'll see how things go. Uh, Sergeant Williams and I are going to do a movie uh, podcast probably December 11th-ish or so. And then I believe R.J. Keller and I are going to review Born in the USA, Bruce Springsteen, uh, by the end of the year as well. And thank you. Love you too, Alan. Thank you, Father Brian. I adore you as well. (laughs) <laughs> I love you, Billy Bob and the Harry Balls. <laughs> Thank you for entering the live studio. And love you, Ronnie Third. Lady Me, you're awesome. Love you all. Have a good night. Until next time. And Stinky Dad.